Good evening. Today we'll be studying the sixth chapter of Chot Ma'achalot Asurot. In this chapter, we'll deal with the topic of dam, uh, of blood, and the isur, and the prohibition of a person who uh, consumes blood, and the different ways um, someone may eat uh, certain organs of the animal, um, because some of those organs contain. Um, more blood than other parts of the animal. So with that, we'll begin with Perik Shishi Halacha Aleph. Ha'ochel kezait min haddam. Anyone who consumes a kezait of blood, and Harambam here uses the same language as the Torah. The Torah says about dam lotochelu, um, as we'll see in a moment. Um, and here, tochelu means to consume, not necessarily to eat, Rather, to consume uh, in any form. So, anyone who consumes a kezait worth of blood, when someone who does so willfully is liable uh, for karet, someone who does so unintentionally or in error brings a hatat kevua. Hatat kevua is a korban hatat that it doesn't matter, that is not dependent on someone's. Um, financial situation as opposed to a korban olevi yored which may differ uh, regarding an individual's economic situation and it is explicit from the Torah that one is only liable for this prohibition regarding the blood of a behema haya or of ben temein ben tehorin whether they are Kasher, whether they are not kasher. And you may not consume any blood in any of your lo in any place in which you dwell regarding the of and the behemah. And a haya is included when we say behemah. When the Torah lists the prohibited animals, it says the following it says, These are the behemot in that you may eat and then later on it continues and says ayal and continues to list the other hayot clearly implying that the haya is included when we say when the when the torah says behema in this situation but regarding the blood of fish of dagim and hagavim of locusts and shekatsim urmasim Shekatsim and Masima are a general term for smaller animals, for example, frogs, snakes, uh, and worms. Vedam ha'adam and hayavim alav mishum dam, also regarding the blood of humans, and again, dam dagim hagavim ushkatsim and masim. One would not be liable for the prohibition of consuming blood. Lefikach dam dagim vahagavim tehorim mutar therefore, the blood of fish. And locusts that are kasher, one would be permitted to eat it, eat the blood of it. Even if he gathered the blood in a vessel and drank it, again, of the dagim, of the kosher dagim and the kosher hagavim, it is permissible. Regarding the blood of not kosher hagavim and dagim, it is prohibited because it is a product of their bodies, just like milk from a non-kosher animal. And as we mentioned, the rule, 
בדם שרצים, כבשרן כמו ש... כמו ש... ביארנו. And regarding the blood of insects, it is like their flesh, as we mentioned previously in Perk Bet. Halacha Bet. Dam ha'adam asum midvira soferim im peresh. The blood of humans is prohibited um, rabbinically if it left the body and if it emerged from the skin. Umakin alav makat mardut, and one would be liable for makat mardut for if he consumed it. Aval adam hashinaim bolo ve'enonim na, but... Regarding the blood of, if one's yeah, if one's teeth are bleeding, the blood may be swallowed without one hesitating. If someone bit on bread, and blood um, left the skin and happened to, uh, yes, and he happened to find the blood on the bread, he must. Skip, scrape away the blood before eating the bread because the blood emerged from his mouth onto the bread thereby would be um, one would be it would be forbidden because again the rule is the blood that left the body one would the human blood that left the body one would be liable halakha gima en hayavin karet ela adama yoseb shat shahita unhira o hatazat הראש כל זמן שיש בו אדם דומית, אדם דומית, ועל הדם הכנוש בתוך הלב, ועל דם הקזה כל זמן שהוא מקלח ויוסה. One would, be only, would only be liable for karet regarding blood that, um, that, is, that comes out as a, after the, at, the mo, at the moment of the, at, as a result or at this time of shehita or the time the animal was stabbed. Or uh, decapitated, so long as the blood retains its redness, because yes, also and, and also regarding blood that accumulates in the heart, and blood that uh, is blood while bloodletting, so long as the blood is flowing freely. אבל הדם השוטט בתחילת הקזה קודם שיתחיל לקלח, ודם השוטט בסוף הקזה כשיתחיל הדם לפסוק, אין חייבין עליו, והרי הוא כדם האיברים. But regarding blood that spurts at the beginning of the, the beginning of the הקזה, before the blood starts to flow, and blood that drips at the end of the הקזה after the initial flow, one would not be liable because it is considered like דם האיברים. Like blood of, um, blood of the organs. That one would not be liable for that. And yes, yes, one, and one would not be liable for that. Because blood that flows is um, the blood that... Um, yes, because the animal... Yes, because life departs only when... Um, blood flows evenly. Halachat Dalit. Dam ha-tamtsit v'dam ha-evarim. The last oozing blood and blood of the organs. Kegon dam ha-tehol v'dam ha-kelayot v'dam ha-besim v'dam ha-mitkanes ta-lev b'sha'a shechita v'dam ha-nimtza ba-kaved. And also blood, uh, yes, the last oozing blood and the blood of organs, for example, blood that is found in the spleen or d- blood that is found in the kidneys. Blood also that is found in the 
um, testicles and blood that gathers in the heart at the time of the shahita and blood that is found in the kaved, um, in the um, in the liver. In hayavin alav alav karet, aval haochemimenu kazait. Okay, one would not be liable karet if he eat, consumes this blood, but he would be liable for malkut if he consumed the kazait. Shneemar vechol dam lo tochelu, as the Torah says, you may not consume any blood. Uvhiyuv karet hu omer ki nevesh habbasar badam he. And regarding the for the um, punishment of consuming blood um, and its cor- and its relation to karet, the Torah says ki nevesh habbasar badamhi because the life of the creature is in its blood. karet one would only be liable for karet with if he consumed the blood that the life of the animal departs at that moment. The shalil is the fetus of the animal. That just as, um, I think we mentioned this in one of the previous chapters, that the shalil is that the shalil is permitted to be eaten, the fetus is permitted to be eaten after the mother is, is um, shahita was done on the mother and the shalil does not require shahita. So regarding the shalil, a fetus that is found in the in, inside of its mother, of the behemah. Its blood is like the blood of a young that was already born. Therefore, the blood that is found gathered in its heart, one would be liable if he consumed it. But regarding the rest of its uh, blood, it is considered to be dam ha'evarim, because the animal was not slaughtered, the fetus was not slaughtered, and blood still not, it, the blood aside from the blood of the heart is not considered um, the blood, kidnefesh habbasar badamhi, is not considered in that category of blood, unless again it is the blood that is gathered in the heart. Now, from for the next few halachot, Harambam will describe various organs of the animal in which there is, um, in which more blood is found in these organs in contrast to some of the other organs. And the process by which one may eat these organs of obviously a kosher animal. Halachavav, halev, ben lesalib, ben lakedera. Regarding the heart, if, whether it was cooked so yes whether it was roasted that's tzeli or whether it was cooked in a pot with some type of liquid or soup one first must tear it open remove the blood that's inside and then salt it and then he may um, yes and then and then he must salt it because again the blood much yeah much blood is gathered inside the heart therefore we require one to tear it open and remove all the blood and then salt it. If he happened to cook the heart and he did not tear it open, he must tear it open after 
he cooked it, and then it would be permitted. But if he did not tear it open, and it had a kezait worth of blood, one would be liable for karet. Regarding the liver, which also has um, a lot of blood inside it. Im Regarding the liver, if it was hatacha, here Rabbi Yochai Makbili in his edition remarks that when Harabam here says hatacha, the this is um, the um, the tradition of the geonim was that hatacha means really to cut it into small pieces in order for the blood that's inside in, inside the veins to um, yes, in order for the blood that's inside it to come out. So one must cut the liver into small pieces and then if and then he can throw it into either vinegar or boiling water. This is something called halita. Um, so he may throw it into vinegar or, or boiling water and until it pales, until the, the, the liver pales a little bit and then he may um, cook it after that and the hal the halita again halita is throwing it into vinegar or boiling water pretty much causes the blood causes the blood to um harden um and not um and not leave the um and not escape and be separated from the meat And because the blood, as a result of the halita, the blood hardens, it is it is considered dam ha'evarim shelo perash, and would be permitted, um, and is considered just like um, the meat itself. So again, this process is called called halita. Uh, this is not done in most communities. However, the temanim, some of the temanim, um, do the halita and do. Um, and do this for different types of meat, as we'll see um, in the next few halachot. That this is that this is one of the procedures procedures in which one may remove the blood, not remove, rather har permit. Um, if one does this, the meat would be permitted. Um, yes, and we'll see the details of that in the next few halachot. So regarding the liver, if one again cut it into small pieces, did the halita until it paled a little bit, one would be permitted to uh, cook it. However, the entire the entire Jewish community has the practice to put the liver over the fire and only then uh, cook it, whether it is cooked by itself or whether it is cooked with another piece of meat. So too, it is a widespread practice that brain is not roasted um, until it is um, put over the fire a little bit. And the reason for this is to pretty much roast the meat a little bit. That way the blood is... Um, the majority of the blood is extracted while the meat is roasted. Halacha het. 
Hakaved shebishela velohiv hava, liver that was cooked but not put over the fire. Velohiv hava al haur velohalata behometz o berotein and halita was not done to this piece of kaved, um, whether it wasn't done in hometz or in hot boiling water. Hareha kedera kula asura, the entire dish is prohibited because the blood from the liver was mixed with everything else that was inside the kedera. Yes, because the blood of the liver was mixed with everything else that was in the kedera, therefore the whole dish is prohibited. The liver is also prohibited and the rest of the dish is prohibited as well. And also it is permitted to roast liver along with another piece of meat on one skewer. And this is provided the liver is on the bottom because again the liver has a lot of blood. Therefore we want the majority of the blood to drip um, downwards um, and not touch um, the, the the other piece of meat. But if one violated this and had and roasted the skewer while the meat was on the bottom and the liver was on the top, one would be permitted to eat this because we say that the blood, yes, that pretty much all the blood is taken out during tilia during the process of roasting, and does not and is not absorbed by the other piece of meat rather it um, it pretty much falls um, falls off the other piece of meat um, and um, and is not absorbed in it and this is the majority of these halachot are fa- can be found in Masechet Hulin um, around the Dapim Kufyod Kufyod Aleph Kufyod Bet if anyone wants to look it up Regarding tehol, tehol is spleen. So it is permitted to cook spleen together with another piece of meat because it does not consist of blood, rather is flesh that resembles blood. Hashover mafreket behema kodem shetetze nafsha. Regarding um, someone who broke the neck of an animal before it totally died, obviously this is after shahita was done. So if someone did shahita and broke the neck of the animal before it died, um, and this pretty much, and Rabbi Yohan Makbili explains in his commentary, that the result of this would be that the spine would be detached from the rest of its nervous system and would result in the animal becoming paralyzed right away, thereby causing the heart to stop pumping. And yes, and the rest of the blood of the animal is considered damha um, nefesh and thereby, and also called in this halakha, nivla. And would be result and would be absorbed in the 
evarim, thereby prohibiting it to be eaten. So again, hashover mafreket behemah kodim shetesen of shayagin. One did shechita, then broke the neck of the animal prior to it being dead. Harehadam nivaba evarim, the blood was absorbed in the rest of the animal's organs. The asur the echol mimenna basar hive. Ba'afilu halato one would be prohibited to eat the raw meat of it, even if he threw it into boiling water and did halita. Typically, basar hai is permitted to be eaten, um, raw meat is permitted to be eaten after meliha or after halita, as we'll see um, in the next halacha. But in this case, since damham nefesh was not did not leave the animal during the shahita, rather stayed in the animal and was absorbed by its organs, again because of the um, animal being paralyzed. The blood was absorbed in the organs and one would have to cut open the meat and the flesh in order to remove the blood um, and extract it, then do meliha and then do halita or uh, roast the meat in order to eat it. Ella kesad rather what should he do? Rather he should again like I mentioned cut open the piece of meat that he wants to eat. Um thoroughly do meliha, thoroughly salt it. And then after he may boil it or he can roast it. As we mentioned in Perik Dalid. One who does shahita on a kosher animal and blood was did not um, come out, that animal would be permitted. Meat cannot get be rid of its blood unless it was thoroughly salted and thoroughly rinsed with water. Ketsad ose, what exactly is this process? One first must rinse the meat and then must thoroughly salt it. And the reason for the meat to be rinsed first is to remove all the blood that's on the outside in order for that blood not to be absorbed by the salt that you put on it. But also another reason I'm brought in the, some of the poskim is that the reason, f yes, is that is for the is for the the salt to extract the blood, um, and it cannot do so if the meat was not first rinsed. So yes, so again, how exactly is this miliha done? One first must rinse the meat and then thoroughly salt it on both sides. And it must be left with the salt on it. Um, the time it would take a regular person to walk a meal. A meal is 2,000 amot, which, is, um, which seems to be about 24 minutes. Haramba mentions this in Hilchot Korban Pesach, also in Pirush HaMishnah, Masechet Pesachim. So again, the meat must first be rinsed, then thoroughly salted on both sides, then left 
the amount of time it would take someone to walk a meal, which is about 24 minutes. And then one must thoroughly rinse the meat again until the water that you're washing it with is clear. Meat, obviously, clear of any blood. And then one must cast the meat into boiling water. But he cannot do it in lukewarm water because lukewarm water would cause um, yes it would it would not harden the blood as boiling water would in order for the blood to sorry in order for the meat to pale a little bit um, and in order for the blood not to um, come out Yes, and as I mentioned, this halita is um, practice, still practiced by some uh, Temani Jews. And this is the process of how meat should be. Um, this is one way uh, one that meat um, should be, um, may be permitted to be eaten. Again, just to recap this halakha, it's extremely, extremely important. We'll see another way um, how meat w may be eaten in the next next in two halachot but just to recap the way one may eat the meat again this is typical regular meat not including kaved or lev um, as we mentioned before the process of how that may be eaten but regarding meat blood is only taken um, yes the blood is only extracted from a piece of meat unless meliha is done how exactly is this meliha done the meat must first be rinsed then thoroughly salted on both sides, then left for 24 minutes, then rinsed again, and then the uh, and then the meat must be thrown into boiling water. Um, called that process is called halita. In order for the meat again to um, to bleach and in order for the blood not to come out. One. When salting the meat, it may only be salted in a perforated vessel in order for the blood to come out and to leave. Because if it isn't done in a closed vessel, the meat would come out. And the Sorry, the blood would come out and then it would um, be reabsorbed in the meat. Um, because it's left there with the blood and the blood has nowhere to escape. The meat may only be salted with thick um, salt that is as thick as sand. Because smaller um, salt um, the size of flour will be absorbed in the meat and won't extract the blood. And the meat, the um, salt must be shaken off from the meat and then it should be rinsed. Now we'll see another method of how to um, eat, um, of how to eat, of how to make meat edible and to obviously again remove the blood. This is all of this whole process that we mentioned is regarding meat that um, is to be boiled. Aval lesali, but regarding roasting roasted meat, moleah vesole miyad. The meat can be salted and then um, roasted. 
Someone who wants to eat raw meat, the meat must be thoroughly salted and then thoroughly rinsed, and then one may eat it right away. If it was, um, if the halita was done with vinegar, one can eat that. One may eat it while it is raw. And it is permitted to drink vinegar that halita was done with it because homes because vinegar does not extract blood; rather, it hardens. Um, it seem, it hardens the blood, and blood doesn't that blood isn't extracted um, into the homes into the vinegar. Therefore, someone who did halita with homes may drink the homes if um, he so desired for whatever reason. Vinegar that halita, that meat was done. Yes. The vinegar in which meat was, in which halita was done with a piece of meat with that vinegar. Halita should not be done a second time with that uh, vinegar. He and a piece of meat that was reddened instead of paled inside vinegar. The piece of meat and the vinegar are prohibited to be eaten until the meat is salted thoroughly and roasted. Regarding blood, sorry, regarding meat that reddened also uh, the testicles are a behema and a haya and the sack that they are um, enclosed in which has a lot of um, blood and a lot of veins running through it also the neck with um, that contains the jugular jugular veins that contain a great deal of blood if they were cut and they were salted if they were cut open um, Yes, if they were cut up in order for the blood to escape and salted um, properly, according to the law, as you mentioned, it is permitted to boil the, boil them. And if they were not cut up, and they were roasted on a shipud, on a skewer, and they were roasted with the mouth facing, yes, they were and he roasted the neck with its mouth facing upwards. Or if they were all roasted on coals, they would be permitted. The head of a behemah that was roasted in a tanur, in an oven, or in a furnace. If it was suspended and the place where Shehita was done was pointing upwards, the place again if anyone doesn't know, Shehita is typically done on the neck. So if it was pointing upwards it is permitted because the blood flows out. If the Beta Shehita was pointed was sideways 
מוחו אסור שאדם מתקבס לתוכו ושאר הבשר שעל העצמות מבחוץ מותר. The brain is prohibited because the blood is collected in it and the rest of the meat that is on the bones from outside is permitted. If its snout was pointed downwards, If he placed a reed or a straw in order for the snout to be kept open, and the blood to flow outside of its snout, it is permitted. If not, the brain is prohibited. A vessel may not be placed under meat that is roasted to collect its juice until all of the redness of the meat has disappeared. How then, if one wished to collect the juice of the animal, um, may do it? One must, if he wanted to collect the juice, he should place the vessel, he should place a little bit of salt in the vessel, leave the keli until the meat was roasted, and then take from the fat that is that is on top. But the juices that are on the bottom, that is under the fat, is um, is prohibited. Because there is most probably blood that is on the bottom that came out after, um, after the tziliyah, therefore the fat on top is permitted. And just for health reasons, I wouldn't recommend... Um, anyone to do this. Yes, Halachat A piece of bread that a piece. Yes, if there was a piece of meat that was cut on top of a piece of bread, the piece of bread may be eaten because you might say that the bread absorbs the juices. Um, yes, it because the yes because if yes because the bread absorbs some of the juices um, that is from the meat from yes it absorbs the juices from the meat and you might say that it absorbs blood however we say that it that the juices yes that the meat again that is cut on top of a piece of bread it absorbs the juices it is called mohal it is called yes in the talmud it is called yen habasar that is considered the meat and we don't say that it absorbed blood again the knife again that cuts through the piece of meat um, and results in juices being um, oozed out from the meat that go on the bread the bread is permitted and we don't say that the juices um, are blood it's called yen habasar if anyone wants to look it up it's in masechet pulin yes daf kufyud bet dagim ve'ofot shemelachan ze'im ze' Kosher fish, kosher fishes, fish and kosher birds or chickens that were salted together, even if they were salted in a perforated vessel, the fish would be prohibited. Because the, the yes, because the skin and flesh of of a of the fish is soft and absorbs 
the blood that um, that leaves the bird while again while the meliha is done. So the yes the because again the, the skin of the fish is soft, it absorbs the blood that leaves the off while it is being salted. And obviously we don't need to mention that um, if fish and a behema or haya were salted together, um, it would the fish would obviously be prohibited because the blood of a behema and haya is thicker and enters the skin of the fish um, more easily than of that of and off, therefore, it would obviously be prohibited as well. Halacha yod zayin. Ofot she'nihan shelemim. Umileh halalan basar uvesin uvishelan. Asurot she'hadam yosel etuchan. Ve'afal pi she'melahan yafe yafe. Ve'afilu haya basar she'betuchan shaluk o sali. Whole birds that were stuffed, and they were stuffed with basar and besim, with meat or eggs, and they were cooked together, they would be prohibited because the blood enters inside the stuffing even though they were thoroughly um, salted even if the blood inside was boiled or the meat inside was boiled or roasted but but if the again the, the whole bird was stuffed with um, basar and betzim if they were roasted, um, it is permitted, even though the meat inside is raw, even and also even if their mouth is pointed upwards, because tzelia pretty much extracts and removes all um, all the blood. If a person stuffed the insides of an animal in the same way, um, with roasted or boiled meat, or if he stuffed them with eggs, or um, roast or or boils or roast them, it is permitted because the animals don't the the inside of an animal. Um, Yes, aren't presumed to have retained um, to have retained blood after the shahita. This is what the geonim ruled. If someone covered birds with dough and roasted them, whether they were whole or whether they were cut up, if they were covered with um, a type of coarse breadcrumb, or yes, or flour crumb, but they were thick. But the crumbs were thick. Even if the dough cover turns red, he may um, he may eat it. He may eat the cover. Yes, he may eat it. Even if it turns red. Because the, um, the the bread crumbs, yes, the flour crumbs are um, thick. It crumbles and then the blood um, emerges. 
ve'im tefalan bekemah hitin shelitatan. But if they were, if the dough um, was covered with flour that was made out of moist grains, im hayata tefala levana kemuha kesef mutar de'echol mimena. If the if the cover was the again the dough cover was um, stayed white like a type of shade of silver, it is permitted to eat it. But if it is not that shade of white, it is prohibited. If it was um, yes, if it was covered with other types of um, breadcrumbs or um, or flat or yes of. Yes, other types of crumbs or breadcrumbs. If they became, if the outside, the dough became red, it is prohibited. But if they did not become red, it is permissible. Halacha kaf. Sakin sheshahat ba. A knife that um, was used to do shechita. Asur le'echol ba roteyah. It is prohibited to cut hot food with that knife. Because we say that it may the food that you're cutting may absorb the blood that was yes may absorb the blood from the knife that was used for the shahita. Ad sheyelaben yes yes because again obviously as we mentioned the blood um, of the shahita the yes the blood blood that that squirts out during the shahita is dam, considered to be damhan nefesh and renders the knife. And yes, and we say that the knife absorbed some of the dam hanefesh. So it is again prohibited to cut um, hot food with a knife that shechita was done with it. Until the so until he takes the knife and heats it up so that the blade turns white. Or until he sharpens the entire thing with a type of sharpening tool or sharpening stone, the entire thing. Or until he thrusts the knife into the into a hard ground ten times. But if he did cut hot food with this type of knife, it is permitted. And from the outset, one sh should not cut spicy foods, for example, a radish, um, with this type of knife. But if he washed the knife, or if he wiped it with a cloth, it is permitted to cut uh, a radish or any other spicy thing. But yes, he is permitted to rather cut a radish or anything of that sort, but not um, other types of spicy um, foods that would, again, the, the idea behind the spicy food is that the spicy food would absorb the blood, thereby rendering it prohibited. Yes. So again, to sum up this halakha, um, a knife that was, a knife that shechita was performed with it, may not be used to cut hot food because we say that the hot food food may absorb the blood from the knife. Um, until again, he either 
heats up the knife to the point that the blade turns white, or he sharpens the entire knife, or until he thrusts the knife into, hot gr into a hard ground 10 times. But if he did in fact use this knife to cut a hot food, it, the food would be permitted. And he should not um, cut a radish or anything spicy with this type of knife. But if he washed the knife or wiped it with a cloth, he would be allowed to cut tsenon, to cut a radish, but not, um, but not other spicy um, foods that would absorb the blood from the blade. Halakha kaf alef, final halakha of the chapter, ki'ara shem malach ba basar. Mehila. Yes, halakha kaf alef, final halakha of the chapter, ki'ara shem malach ba basar. A vessel that was used to salt meat with that vessel, in, inside that vessel. Even if that vessel was lined with lead, it is prohibited to eat hot food um, in it, from it. Because we say that the blood was absorbed by the, um, by the vessel or by the clay that is inside um, the vessel and just um, an anecdote that comes to mind, Chacham Eliyahu ben Hayim um, from Great Neck uh, mentions that he remembers his mother who would salt um, the meat and she would have in her house a specific type of, um, of vessel um, or a pot that, she would that that pot was designated only for the salting of the meat and not used for, um, for anything else. Um, even for cold foods, um, as Harambam here mentions, it is prohibited to eat hot foods, um, but they would also keep away from eating cold cold foods from those um, from that from that vessel that was used only for the meliha. Um, something else um, to note is that much literature has been written about the topic of dam and about some of the topics um, that we discussed. In this chapter, and um, it's an extremely, extremely important and interesting um, topic. Um, today, most um, most meat that we buy is already salted, and um, and meliha and halita is pretty much a um, a lost art, if you will. But for example, my grandmother um, and other, I'm sure, members of the previous generation do remember how meliha was done and that they would they would do the meliha um, and if you go to the temanim they also can ex explain and show how halita is done um, as well and with that we um, we close Perekvav, the sixth chapter Bezat Hashem will study the seventh chapter um, tomorrow which deals with Halev, the forbidden fats um, of the animal, Baruch Adonai Le'olam, Amen Ve'amen.